Speed Cafe newscast. Your host, Mark Fogarty. Coming up, Giz gone, so who will replace him? Twops and Chops, latest on Supercar's silly season, Murph on New Zealand return, and Gen 3. All this and more straight ahead on Speed Cafe newscast, the place of pace for motorsport news. Hi there, race fans. Well, the cat's out of the bag. Shane Van Gisbergen is off to NASCAR next year. No surprise, his Chicago street race win sealed that deal. After his win at Sydney Motorsport Park on Sunday, SVG confirmed his intention is to switch to NASCAR in 2024, exiting his 888's contract early. So the race is now on to fill his prime seat at Red Bull Ampole Racing, impacting other driver moves. The main candidates to replace this VG are his enduro co-driver and fellow Kiwi and friend, Richie Stanaway. And, well, who else? Good question. None of the other supercars guns is available next year. Team boss Jamie Wincup is a last reserve for a one-year comeback cameo. In any event, Van Gisbergen's confirmation that he wants to leave supercars livens up the driver's market. Now, the most logical candidate would be Cam Waters, whom Triple Eight has already approached. But it now seems Waters is stuck at Tickford Racing for at least another year. Back to SVG's position. Quite simply, he wants out of supercars at the end of this year. Yeah, there's obviously a lot happening in the background, but um, yeah, like I'm not leaving because of this team. Like I love this team and um, yeah, I, I, I want to, when I leave, I want to make sure that there's someone here to replace me that's going to do a good job in the car. You don't want to leave the team with, with nothing, scrambling to find someone. There are a lot of the good drivers here signed up. So yeah, I want to leave with the team in a good spot. So yeah, waiting to hopefully the team has someone soon. Sorry, just to be very clear, it sounded to me what you said just then was that your preference, your plan is to switch full-time to NASCAR next year if you can without disrupting your team at the moment. I don't know if I'll be full-time. But, okay, but your, your intention is to switch to, NASC, to racing NASCAR in America if you can. Yes, yes. Van Gisbergen has been recalled by Trackhouse Racing for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course race in just under two weeks, joined by Supercars Championship leader Brody Kostecki. SVG is under no illusions that he'll dominate at Indy like he did at Chicago. I think there'll certainly be a lot more expectation, but um, it's going to be difficult. Like There's only 20 minutes practice or something out of track guys have been going to for the last three or four years, so it's going to be much tougher. Um, I think where I was strong at Chicago, the last sector was where the walls were very close, something I'm used to, they're not. So, yeah, I, I expect it to be, I hope to still be competitive, but I don't expect to be the fastest. I think it's going to be a lot of people up front there. Um, the Childress cars were very quick last year, which Brody's in, and I really hope he does well, so it helps more of us get opportunities to go over there. Like, I think some of the guys here are, are the best drivers and capable of doing it, so... If he goes well, it'll lead to opportunities for everyone. Back to the supercar silly season. 
and David Reynolds emerged as a likely player over the weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park. Reynolds is being linked to a move to Team 18, replacing Scott Pye alongside Mark Winterbottom. Crazy Dave got a less-than-ringing endorsement from Penrite Racing owner Stephen Grove when he was asked about his driver plans for next year. Well, for us, well, Matty's obviously got a, a long-term contract with us, so that's fine. Um, right at the moment, we're just going through an assessment process. We do that prior to, to, to determining who should or shouldn't, you know, drive our car. So we're just going through that process now. You know, for us, we're pretty focused that it's down the track at some point in time. We want to be championship contenders um, and we need to get the right people to make sure we can make that happen. And if it's the current drivers, it's the current drivers. If it's not, well, it's not. After that, Reynolds confirmed that, yes, he is on the market. Well, of course I am. I'm out of contract. So, of course. But Reynolds also expresses a desire to stay at Grove Racing. Um, not at all, no. I've had a really good time with them. They're very good. They're great people to deal with. They, you know, pour their heart and soul into this. Um, I've had nothing. I'd love to stay. It's a great team. You know, they're building a really good team. They've got a brilliant engineering base. These guys work so hard. It's ridiculous. They're always the first here, last to leave. Um, and yeah, they put their life and soul into it. And I can see that. So yeah, I'd love to stay. Team 18 owner Charlie Schwerkholz swears he hasn't made a decision on who will be Frosty's teammate next year. We're working that out. Like, we're, we're looking at all our options. Uh, we haven't even uh, had a, a, a complete plan yet. We were going to wait for after this weekend, see where we go, what the best option for the team is. Could be Scott Pye, could be anyone. I haven't ruled out anyone. Uh, there are lots of people say I've signed this one, that one, this one. There's about 10 drivers I think I signed this weekend. And uh, I promise, folks, you know me well, never uh, level, never lie to the media. I have signed no one. Had chats with people, but, but definitely there's nothing signed. We've just got to work it out. And also what the sponsors and where we're going, which sponsors. It's been a little bit of a tough road. Uh, getting a naming rights on car 20. It's been round by round, but some amazing people such as Toyota Forklifts, Hino and East Coast Rental Cars that have come on the car. So we've just got to work our path there as well and, and see where we go with all that. Uh, yes, uh, Frosty's locked in. Frosty delivered his win. He's great. He's a great ambassador for the sport as well as Team 18. And, uh, and uh, so yeah, he's, he's, he's in there for next year. Speculation has linked David Reynolds to that second seat. If he were to join, hypothetically, you'd have two, well, basically veterans. Is it, well, would you look at that for the future or, or is a young driver more likely? No idea, can't comment on that because I don't honestly know what we're doing yet, I can't comment. And I'm, it's no good speculating something that I can't speculate on, so no comment at all. So as we speak, You've only got one driver locked in for next year and you haven't made a decision on the second seat. 100% agree. But look you in the eye, definitely no driver locked in. In the second car? 100%. More from Charlie Schwerkholt about his team's emergence as a race-winning contender in next week's show. Now, as Schwerkholt mentioned, backing for his second entry 
is almost round to round. The word is that Reynolds would bring Penrise support to Team 18, as he did when he moved from Erebus. Among other driver moves, Fabian Coulthard is set to return as Chas Mostert's full-time teammate at WAU. We hear Fab's performance against Super 2 rising star Ryan Wood at a recent evaluation test at Winton clinched his return, replacing Nick Burkett. Now, a wild card in the driver market is Jack LeBrock, who has starred so far this season with Minnow team Matt Stone Racing. JLB won at Darwin in his NTI Racing Camaro on merit, fulfilling years of promise on top of a slew of top 10s in qualifying and top five race results. LeBrock is expected to renew with MSR, but amid the current flux, he could figure in a move upwards. More from JLB about his revival in next week's show. Word around the traps is that Tickford Racing will cut back from four to two cars next year. Supercars Paddock Wisdom now is that Tickford has already agreed to sell two of its team racing charters back to supercars. One will be on-sold to Blanchard Racing Team to expand to two entries. The other TRC withdrawn by supercars to fix the field at 24. So, who stays and who goes at Tickford? Well, Waters, obviously. He's staying, it appears. But James Courtney and Thomas Randall are at risk, depending on funding. Declan Fraser is in the box seat to stay, as apparently he has plenty of financial support. It's likely that Tickford Racing will pick up the slack of downscaling to two supercars entries with a program in GT3 or similar to keep staff employed. More after this. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuels. And with the new Bowsers at Queensland Raceway, it's never been easier to source your racing fuel trackside. Elf Race 102 is imported racing fuel direct from Europe. Offering power and protection, the Elf Race 102 is a popular fuel with racers seeking gains over pump fuel. Improve your lap times with Elf Race 102. www.racefuels.com.au all your fuel at the racetrack. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. Despite podiums at Sydney Motorsport Park, Ford teams are still far from happy. Parity moves have closed the gap, but not enough, according to Mustang drivers and teams. Among the critics is Penrite Racing star David Reynolds, who questions the latest engine tuning change. I don't think so. I think they made a big, big step forward with the aero. Um, but, you know, the little parts they gave us. But did they do a good job of it? Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, we lacked a lot of straight line speed to the Camaros to this weekend, uh, just, just based on the numbers and the speed trap. Uh, the throttle board they gave us, we actually would rather the old one. The new one they gave us was much, much harder to drive, and that sort of defeated the purpose of it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just... We're forever getting, you know, different parts to try and keep up to them. Where their their package doesn't change, they can just keep tuning it. And you know, we have we get new parts. We have to understand it, tune around it, balance it out. So there's always it's not the perfect scenario. 
Dickford Racing boss Tim Edwards is also adamant that the Ford is not fixed. No. What's got to be done? Oh, look, we don't know. I mean, I joked with someone earlier that, you know, if you watch the Camaros all drive out the pit lane and they're all very similar ride-eyes, they're all doing a very similar thing. And, um, and, and we're all over the place. You know, every time someone drives out of the pit lane, you know, their nose down, their nose up, their rear down, the whole car's low. You know, yeah, you, you, you play around as, as much as you can and you might make an improvement for, for one corner and it destroys it in another corner. But I think our biggest problem is we're operating in such a very small window that it's, you know, you know the people like Cam and Chaz, you know, the, the guys that have been championship, you know, in second and third in the championship last year, you know, they can, they can snag a lap and, and pull one out. But... Um, but it's a very difficult car to drive, and I honestly don't know what the, you know, um, what the solution is. But you know, it's it's frustrating because you know we do feel like we're still fighting with one arm tied behind our back. So what's the next step for supercars? What have they got to do? I mean, there's there's transient dynos and torque sensors and all that, but that's not the biggest issue, is it? I honestly don't know the answer to that. I, I honestly don't know. You know, it's um, you know, it's. It's difficult, you know, when you when you feel like you're uncompetitive, and it's very easy for people to say, "Well, they, you know, they've obviously forgotten how to do it." But you know, we've got very experienced engineers and very experienced drivers, and they didn't all forget how to do their jobs over the over the summer break. So it's um, you know, all of that stuff is important, you know. And supercars are working hard to, to get the engines on the transient dyno, and you know, there is a time scale for that. You know, it's all. It's all coming, but these, you know, those type of programs and wind tunnels and all these sort of things, there's a whole host of things that are in, the, you know, in discussion, but they don't happen quickly. And so, you know, and there's also the process you've got to work through about, you know, parity triggers. You know, I haven't obviously, you know, seen the calculations from today, but you know, if I was a betting man, I'd suggest that you know we've probably just triggered the third race in a row where the parity's been triggered. You know. What is the time frame? You just mentioned it, the time frame. So for for transient dyno, oh, I mean that, that's 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 for supercars to talk about. You know, I kind of know where they're at with yeah. it, but it's for them to talk about. Soon you know, far. one soon, the other far, okay. because you know, you know, every everybody says, ah, oh, you know, you should put the cars in wind tunnels and that. Well, they don't exist in this country, and to go and no. set a program up, it's not just you know a million dollar outlay to do something like that it's also there's a huge amount of work to go because you actually need to go there prepared you need to go there with a you know a heap of tools and different different splitters and wings and all these other things you know that they, they all take time and so um you know we've got to allow them the pro the, the, the time to do that but you know we've we've ended up in a very narrow window you know and, and parity is the mantra for you know what we're trying to achieve and it's you know, it takes a lot of tools and, you know, tools that we don't have at our disposal and we've never needed in the past. So a lot more work still to be done to get parity right before next month's Stand Down 500. Still no official news on supercars return to New Zealand next year. Kiwi V8 legend Greg Murphy was at Sydney Motorsport Park at the weekend, taking part in demo runs with his son Ronan. Murph says the Topur track is all set to host supercars return to New Zealand next year. 
Uh, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of rumor flying around. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that that the they be, they become reality, um, and you know that's that's the place that it will be if it if it if it happens uh, from from all accounts. And and really, it's it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So, um, fingers crossed that um, that uh, the government has actually come to the party and realised what the opportunity is. It's it's a it's an election year, so I'm um, I'm hoping that that's actually helped sway it sway it across, and uh, and we can get back to racing in New Zealand. So you don't have any inside mail that, no, that it's happening? No, no, I'm I'm not I'm not um, uh, close enough to the game anymore to uh, to be given any special treatment, unfortunately. Um, but you know, as I do you know work with uh, Josie Spillane and. and uh, Tony CEO in New Zealand, and you know, there's been obviously a, a, a few visits and bits and pieces from from uh, this, the uh, certain people over there just to look at the venue and, and everything. So, um, mate, as I say, I, I think we're all in the dark a little bit on, and it comes down to the New Zealand government um, making making the call. So, I know there's been some really good conversations. So, fingers crossed. Until that happens, until that's uh, um, signed off, then um, you know, we're in we're at the at the control of, of that decision. Will it be a good track, a good place for Supercars to race? Yeah, I, I think it will be. I mean, uh, we've we've uh, there's been some resurfacing there over the last uh, six six or eight months, um, which has uh, definitely uh, improved improved the surface there in many respects. Um, but there's some great corners. It's it's quite a it's quite a technical racetrack um, with a couple of or one particular high speed high speed change of direction. Um, and you know some really good passing opportunities created by the the, the corner shapes, and uh, you know I, I think it's going to be and great for the fans because the opportunity to see a lot of the circuit from a lot of lot of different uh, um, viewpoints is is really good. Uh, it's a really central location, it's a popular location, um, so timing of when that of the year will be really critical as well. Um, but but I I think you know as far as the catchment to Topor. Um, you know, there's a, a a lot of people within a within a an hour and a half radius of the of the place, uh, which which is a you know not a big distance for people to have to travel if if you know if they run out of accommodation. After his tame Camaro drive at SMP, Murphy rhapsodised about Gen Three. For what I was doing, it was great fun. Um, you know, I, I fit in that car okay, and as far as my you know. My uh, seating position and everything in it was 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 pretty was pretty good. And but at the speed I was driving, it really I couldn't really tell too much difference between that and a and a ZB Commodore. To be honest, um, it's just the environment and uh, that you're in is, is quite different. But as far as everything, um, uh, I found the you know the the steering and the throttle and everything else to be you know really really good. Um, I just, I couldn't help myself. Just went to left foot braking straight away, and it seemed to work all right. Albeit I did smoke a couple of tyres uh, on that on on one of the laps, but no, it was enjoyable. Um, you know, but we were we were also just having some fun, and I wasn't really too focused on it. But as you know, as you know, there's been a lot of discussion about the Gen Three cars and how they drive. So it sounds like for you, it's still pretty familiar. Oh, very much. Like it's a, still a supercar. Um, you know, but I, I don't. I'm not looking at it in that you know in that intricate detail kind of things and I'm not having to deal with trying to make it go fast. Um, the philosophy of Gen 3 is 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 absolutely right. It's 100% right. 
um, it's always going to be some challenges, obviously, trying to, to uh, make it work and, 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 and get it to where it needs to be with the, with the teams. Um, but, you know, when you, when you build something that is, that is uh, a level playing field, um, you know, you're, you're going to have some fine-tuning and, and, and it's going to highlight. And if there, if there is any um, discrepancies between them, it's going to be highlighted. So, you know, it's a process to, to work through and, and um, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to come right. They're, they're, I, I think this formula probably is going to tend, lend itself to being always someone complaining because it is so close. Um, and uh, so we, we have to deal with that. But, you know, we're, we're not, we're only six months in and we've seen some amazing racing. We've seen um, changes at the front of the field. We've seen, uh, you know, guys on pole position, guys winning races, uh, other other teams getting their day in the sun, and that's that's what this was supposed to do. So, you know, from that perspective, I'm, I'm loving it. I think the cars look fantastic. You know, let's iron out a few things. I know there's a bit of negativity around at the moment about various things, but it, it's going to move on. I think Supercars is looking good. Just look at the crowd here last night. Clearly the fans want, uh, are enjoying it, and that's the, that's the main thing, and that's what we've got to think about in the sport. We've got to think about the people that are allowing us to come here and do this. So, you know, maybe some of the whinging just needs to um, pull back and, and let's uh, focus on providing entertainment to the fans. I know there's commercial things always at stake in the, situ- in, you know, in the sport, um, but um, you know, there's there's also some bigger pictures that we all just need to to focus on and and uh, ensure that the the growth of this this category is uh, continues to, to go in one way and and you know we build a product keep continue to build a product that um, that uh, this part of the world bloody loves to come and watch and, and see on TV. Murph will be back at Sandown and Bathurst as an expert commentator on the broadcast. Back after this short break. Speedcafe.com, your number one source for all the latest motorsport news and features. Breaking news, live event updates, unprecedented global motorsport coverage, performance motoring news and reviews. All in the palm of your hand, anywhere, anytime. Speedcafe.com, first, fast and free. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. You're listening to Speed Cafe Newscast. Lots happening in racing over the weekend. But so, here with a roundup of all the action here and overseas in Speed Cafe's Jackie Sheeve. What a week of motorsport it was. In supercars, Brody Kostecki and Shane Van Gisbergen continue Chevrolet's top form at Sydney Motorsport Park, winning race 18 and race 19. Post-race, Shane confirmed his intentions to leave supercars for NASCAR at the end of the year if the opportunity arises. Kostecki leads the championship by 41 points from teammate Will Brown. Supercars will next race at the Men Motorsport Park from August 18 to 20. Also in Sydney, Porsche and Audi split the wins in the GT World Challenge Australia. Garnet Patterson and Yasser Sheikin took victory on Saturday as Liam Talbot and Fraser Ross took Sunday's honours. David Siders, Ryle Harris and Aaron Borg took the race wins in the V8 Super Ute Series. In the Toyota 86 Series, two out of three victories went to Cody Bircher, while Ryle Gray ended the weekend with victory in the final. And in the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge Australia, 20-year-old Nash Morris marked his debut in the series with commanding wins in race one and two before spinning out in the third race, handing the win to fellow Tetworks Motorsport teammate Aaron Shields. 
In Formula One, Oscar Piastri celebrated a career best, qualifying second for Saturday's sprint race, only 11 thousandths of a second behind Max Verstappen. The Australian converted it to a second in the sprint round, collecting seven points. In Sunday's race, Max Verstappen took victory at Spa in the Belgium Grand Prix, extending Red Bull's win record. Teammate Sergio Perez finished second ahead of Ferrari's Charles Leclerc. Daniel Ricciardo had a less than ideal weekend, coming 10th in the sprint race and 16th in Sunday's race. Australia's Jack Doohan continued his strong form in Formula 2, winning his second feature race in a row at Spa. Fellow Aussie Christian Mansell scored a podium in FIA Formula 3, finishing second to Taylor Barnard. In the Porsche Super Cup, Harry Jones was second in the rookie standings to finish seventh behind race winner Morris Shuri. In the second NASCAR Cup Series visit to Richmond, Chris Boucher won ahead of Denny Hamlet and Kyle Busch. In the final Formula E round in London, New Zealanders led the way with Nick Cassidy leading Mitch Evans. Third gave Jake Dennis the Formula E title. Looking ahead to this coming weekend, MotoGP will race at Silverstone, IndyCar heads to Nashville and Finland will host the World Rally Championships. This is Jackie Shivey for Speed Cafe. That's it for now. Back next week with the latest breaking news. In the meantime, for all the latest motorsport news as it happens, go to speedcafe.com. And for more discussion and analysis, join Damien Smy for the Speed Cafe podcast on Thursday. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to a Speed Cafe Pod Hub production.